0: Welcome, welcome to, to this, this Is The is way, 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 a Star, a Star Wars, Wars Legion, Legion podcast. podcast. Good evening, everybody. This is Brent.
1: And this is Jason.
0: And welcome to another podcast episode of This Is The Way, a Star Wars Legion podcast. So, Jason, we had some stuff happen with, uh, with League.
1: Yep, League has concluded finally. Uh, what was it? Twenty rigorous weeks of I don't know what it was, but it seemed like a long It was a it was a long time. People are taking a break. We'll be back playing normal games Monday. Uh but uh it was it was a good league. Uh in Republic didn't even make it to the, the final two.
0: That's right. Republic, my favorite faction, did not make it to the final game and I'm okay with that. So I think we
1: probably need to first talk about the Toilet Bowl. Uh, the Toilet Bowl took place uh, last Monday. No, two Mondays ago. Uh, Andy and Ike. Great game. It was a slugfest. It was uh, a droid army versus a army of rebels. I had all the stuff written down. And then in the move, because we're opening a second location, I threw it away. So I don't exactly remember all the scenario, but I was watching it. It was an absolute just grinder. I know it was breakthrough. And you know what won the game? Any guesses? Magical Trash Can. The Magical Trash Can. So I pulled it off. He is the best of the worst. uh, And only by a very small margin uh, if it wasn't for the Magical Trash Can, who has uh, saved The Republic and The Resistance for, what, nine movies now? (laughs) I, <laughs> yeah. Nine movies um, and the Clone Wars. I don't know
0: if – has he been eliminated in any league games? Do you know? I, I don't think any game I played in where I played R2 or was playing against an R2 that R2 actually died.
1: Oh, uh, I killed him a couple times.
0: Did you? Okay. I was just curious about that because I know we had several people use them throughout the, the league, and I was just curious how many times – he was
1: actually the focus of oh, he was. attention, shall we say. He, he definitely took some focus away for 45 points. Uh, sometimes added 15, especially after we covered counterpart. Uh, <laughs> he really started to get some use after we covered counterpart around here. Uh, people do listen to our podcast from the area. Uh, he did a really good job. So I think Magical Trash Can pulled the winner the spotlight. I don't know if Ike won, but R2 definitely won the game. Sorry, Ike. So that that was great. We also had a couple semifinal games and quarterfinal games. But before we get to that, I think we need a huge shout-out. We do apologize. We skipped over somebody that was in the semifinals uh, That's last right, time. right, Brian. Brian, um, he he was waiting to play the winner of the Dave versus Me game. That's correct. So he, it wasn't just going to Brent. However, it did end up going to Brent. Spoiler alert. Uh, so, Dave and I played our game. Uh, it was droid on droid action. It was almost a mirror list. So, it was three B2s, three B1s. Uh, all the B2s had the Ha set up. All the B1s had the EC15. Uh, the I had Maul, he had Maul. My Maul was set up more Force Uzi, kind of with Force Push and Force Choke. His Maul was set up more Melee. Uh, With uh, force push and tenacity, Uh, I also had situational awareness and what was that other card? Oh, offensive and defensive push. So I was, I was, I was trying to use my cards in this setup, which we did use because I had hostage uh, recover, recover the hostages, and then hostage exchange, hostage exchange, and recover the supplies, which my opponent Dave normally runs double tank, so I thought that was a good counter to double a du- tank. double yeah. tank. Just be out there ready to force choke something, take the hostage away, force choke something, take the supply chop away. Uh, he ran two snipers and then I ran one sniper and the droids, uh, Maul's droids. I love Maul's droids. I, I, I he, those, those are 35 points that are going on any Maul list that I make. Uh, and then we both had a generic commander. And then, so what did the scenario end up being? Uh, I vaguely remember this. And again, this was on my list of stuff that I somehow threw away uh, during this transition. Uh, But it came down to moisture evaporators were in the third spot for for objective. Recover the supplies was in the second second spot. spot, And then I didn't know what his list was, and I didn't even ask. We were doing objective cards. He kind of showed up a few minutes late. We were just kind of in a hurry to get the game done. Uh, But the first one was... Hostage exchange? No, the first one was uh, bombing run. Oh. And I was like, I didn't want to go... No, it was payload. I was like, payload. payload. I didn't want to go payload up against two tanks. That's what I thought he was running. So I ixnade payload. um, Then it was recover supply. Moisture evapuaries, vaps. And then it was advanced positions. uh, Rollout. No, it was rollout, then advanced positions, and then long march. No. It was rollout, long march, advanced positions. So I, I, my turn one, I turned down, uh, what, what was that? Payload. Payload. I turned down payload. He turned down um, that other the rollout because he wasn't running tanks. He turned down rollout. Uh, then I passed because it was recover the supplies and I didn't want to play uh, moisture vaps. Even though I was blue player, I didn't want to play moisture vaps. I just don't like moisture vaps, which we'll talk about later. Um, and then Dave went into round two and then turned down recover the supplies. And we did moisture evaporators. And even though he was the red player, he put us on moisture evaporators and long march and long march. Oh, that oh. was brutal. And it was brutal. Uh, I I had the more favorable side of the board uh, for the setup. Both my vaps were behind buildings. Uh, I was able to deploy my B2s into a building uh, and on top of a building, which gave me range 2 to both evaporators, uh, just the way the layout was and the way I, I deployed, covering those with those, and then I put the B1s kind of back so that they can advance and give more cover to them. It, it was just, he, this, he said he, he never really played moisture evaporator before, mm-hmm. and he went into this thinking that hey, this is a good scenario, and Dave excellent player, great player did a phenomenal job, he almost had the win at the end um, he did a weird retreat with a unit that was just going to get wrecked if he kept him up there uh, to save him uh, total game three miniatures on both sides were taken off the board uh, it was just back and forth, standby dodge, standby dodge standby standby real burn burner it was a real like we both had the points on the vaps uh he he had one one last turn where he could have possibly moved in and then i surrounded the vaps with a b2 unit which there's just no chance he didn't have enough firepower because it was behind a building to even dent it and it was it was game over um i conceded then at the end of the game. Because uh, in the midst of all this, I've decided to open a second store, and I, I just could not play any more league games with a time frame of 30 days to open an entire store from scratch. I really think you were just scared to play Brian and his Tons uh, and wookies. I don't think I was scared to play Brian. I'm but pretty sure that's no. what it was. Yeah, I just, anyway, yeah.
0: so after that, I know Dave and Brian played, uh, and Dave played an 13 activation droid list. Yeah, and Brian played his tawn list. He played a 9 or 10 activation tawn list with tons and wookies. And it just, uh, the tons got out of cover, and they got shredded pretty quickly. Yeah, 13 droid activations. It's very, on tawns it's just. With staffs. And it's it was just tough. Just, uh. so, so Dave won that game, and then him and I got to play to see who went to the finals to play Matt. So I played a a nine activation rebel list. It's my Leia list with three core units naked, three Wookiees with the bowcaster naked, and then two T-47s with the ground buzzer, and I put comms jammer on both of the speeders, which actually worked out very, very well for me going against droids. Um, It was a great game against Dave, and he... He did run his 13 activation list.
1: You know, I'm going to preference right now. Almost all these lists were in the 790s for Correct. For, for bid. Yeah, for, forbid. for bid. We're talking people are winning a bid from 798 to 799 or 799 to 800. I mean, everybody was filling in their points. And yeah, I, we don't have information on Matt and Mike's game. Mike was our last Empire player. Made yep. it all the way up up there. Uh, Mike did get eliminated by Matt, who was a droid player. But back to your game with Dave. Yeah, I
0: think we had uh, Hostage Exchange. Yeah, because you, yeah, you called
1: me a couple times on rules.
0: Yeah. So we had Hostage Exchange, and that was pretty much the only thing that really mattered for the scenario or the board layout. And... It was just a matter of being very strategic with the Wookiees. I didn't want to have them get anywhere out on the board where they could get shot. So I kind of hid them for a couple turns and until it was opportunistic to try and engage in melee. I just slowly moved them up the board. Uh, The T47s I moved in pretty quickly and tried to get in as fast as I could and just create problems with displacing troops and getting rid of orders or, you know, denying orders, which is pretty key for droids. So, so anyway, uh, it ended up being that we went to turn six really late and I pulled out the victory against the droid army. So that secured me a spot in the finals against Matt, where I got to play droids again. (laughs) And Matt ran a 12 activation droid list that had a tank, couple staffs.
1: His was normal list. Uh
0: Six B1s. Two had the heavy weapons. Four were naked. And then he did the BX Commandos with Vibraswords, which was the first time I saw that the entire league, and a BX Sniper team. So we had... Hostage exchange again. I think that was the first time Matt said that he played hostage exchange, so that was great. It was a good time that he got to play a scenario that he hadn't had a whole lot of experience with. I've only played it a couple times in league, so I wasn't exactly thrilled about it, but, you know, he was the blue player, I was the red player. So I definitely was not going to let Vaps get out on the table because I didn't want to see that. That would have been a nightmare for me with 9 activations against 13. 12. Sorry, 12. Yeah, he had 12. But he did have a tank, too.
1: If that counts for 13, I guess.
0: (laughs) It seemed like it did. Turn 1, he took off one of my activations right away, which was a core unit of Rebel Troopers. So I I was already down to 8 activations right after turn 1. And I think I took, like, 2 droids off the table turn 1. So it was, uh, it was a big hole to climb out of. And so we ended up going to turn six. At the end of turn six, we both, or at the beginning of turn six, we both had four activations left. Uh, I basically focused the T47s on all of his B1s just to try and limit who could actually secure that hostage and move it, which in hindsight, because hindsight's always 2020. Uh, I probably should have taken out the staff writers first, Step. staff, staff writers first, um, because they ended up probably hurting me more than anything else. He basically was able to split the board and have his tank on one side and the steps on the other. And he kind of pincered me in the middle, which wasn't a big deal until the end, towards the end of the game. And, um, I had my hostage in my deployment zone, and I had a full healthy set of rebel troopers with it. I had Leia right there with no wounds, and that was at turn five. So I just had to try and keep my guys alive and get them behind cover without dying. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. He ended up taking out uh, all the, the rebel troopers with the tank, and then on turn six, I needed to make uh, one final save with Leia. If I would have made one save with Leia, she would have lived, and I could have moved and um, got got the hostage to to win. But Matt ended up winning one to zero on recover or uh, hostage exchange. So it was, it was a great game. Uh, it was a long game. There was lots of dead things on the board. I was surprised at how fast the, uh, I, I haven't had my Wookiees get killed that fast before. So he, he went through those pretty quickly with those staff riders. So I have learned a valuable lesson through that as to not, I think those are like Tauntauns, right? Like they move fast. You, you really, you can't not deal with them. You need to do something because they are going to definitely,
1: I'm not going flank them. you yeah. if
0: you don't if you don't do something with them so I, I, I that was a mistake on my part uh, he played them really well and he flanked my wookies with them and ended up mowing down most of my wookies with his two units of Staps. and uh, yeah so I'm I'm pretty disappointed that the wookies don't have like surge on defense or something because they just melt
1: yeah well, let's make them more powerful why don't we just make them five health. Well,
0: no, I'd, I'd, I'd rather just have, like, a a surge or something. Okay. Well, what? So congratulations to Matt. You did a great job in the league. I have to say that, obviously, pod two is the most dominating pod to come out of because Matt and I both came out of pod two.
1: Mm, did you? Yep. Mm. He beat me in pod play, too. Did he? Yeah. So that's two wins for Matt against you?
0: Yeah, he's 2-0 and o against me. Yeah. That's my two losses for league...
1: I haven't even played Matt. Yeah.
0: You should. He's a good player. Yep. So.
1: I'll, I'll have to play both of you here. I'm just kidding. Seafire. All the
0: pods were pretty well balanced, I think.
1: Uh, that kind of concludes our, our Legion play. We'll be handing out some prizes. Uh, but it was fun. I think we learned a lot. Uh, people, learned how to pil- beat the uh, people learned how to beat the Republic. People learned how to. Beat Wookies. They learned how to deal with Wookies. Yeah. Droids just you got to bring too much firepower these days cuz the droids it's it's a weird meta right now. I think it's in like in a transition. We're waiting on some of the new units. I think it's going to make a huge difference.
0: But the the problem is like when this game first came out, you didn't have these huge silly dice pools with with like some of the republic things. Uh so it's it's really just difficult to deal with units that you know are rolling just so many dice at you and i don't know what you do against that because uh obviously rebels are rolling rebels are rolling white dice so that's not good but then you you go into a 13 or a 12 activation droid list and there's just so many so many bodies you got to chew through to to get through that so yeah so that's kind of where we're at with with league it was a good it was a great uh great league awesome people played in it really appreciate everybody who took the time out to play the sportsmanship and gameplay was great I think I don't think I've heard anything really too bad uh, or any negativity coming out of the league
1: I didn't really hear a lot of negativity there was a lot of l- rules learned uh people weren't happy with they didn't understand the rules. I think we've got through it. Uh, people know the rules a lot better. Uh, Matt did say that it's very competitive up here, so
0: yeah, that was good feedback at least yeah. that I I got from him. he's as, not from
1: the area, he he traveled to.
0: He traveled to play in the league, and he said, you know, he he'd like he'd like to get a few more games in down here because uh, it's very competitive and there's a lot of good players in our meta. So that's uh,
1: yeah, that's a good that, thing.
0: That's a good thing for everybody. So and I would agree with that. I enjoy playing all my colleagues, all my fellow tabletop nerds who like to play with little plastic dolls, kill stuff.
1: I'm going to transition to the next apology. We tried an impromptu, no script uh, rules thing last week. It did not. We did not like the outcome of that uh, podcast. Uh, We will never be doing that ever again. Uh, So if you... Listen to week, f- our, our fourth podcast. Episode four. Episode four. Uh, just know that it's kind of a offshoot. It's not a normal thing. Uh, moving on to the rule of the week, uh, we're going to go with fire support this week. Uh, one of my personal favorites, because I play Republic. Uh, but it, fire support is in, I know, the Empire. It is also in... Rebels have it. Rebels. And I think there might be a way to fire support one or two ways off shot with droids, but I'm pretty sure you can't. But uh, the big thing with fire support is fire support, your unit that's fire supporting, A, has to have the fire support keyword. And if they are issued an order during the command phase, doesn't matter how they were issued an order, as long as they have that face-up token, they're allowed to fire support, which adds their dice pool into the dice pool of another unit that's rolling. Against something. So let's say, for example, you have an enemy unit right in the middle of a 3x3 three three table. And as you're looking at the table, at range 3 to the right, you have the unit with the face up token. Uh, off to your left, at range 3, you have another unit that can fire at range 3, has surge to hit or something cool on it, and it can see the unit in the middle of the table. It does not have a face up token. You pull the token out of the bag for the unit that's off to the left that doesn't have the token. It activates, and you can now, because the unit leader has line of sight to the unit in the middle of the table, even though it's on opposite sides of the board, it doesn't matter where it's at. I'm just using the scenarios to show you how powerful this is. can add its dice pool in, so it's called in for fire support. So you'll flip that token down, add all the dice for that ranged attack, And then you will roll all the dice for that unit that you just flipped down, plus the unit that's firing upon that unit that was in the middle. And let's say that the unit that you initiated the combat with has surged to hit, the whole dice pool has surged to hit. Also, something else to note, let's say only half of the unit can be seen by the fire-supporting unit, but the whole unit can be seen by the unit that initiated the combat. Guess what? All the units in that thing can die because it only cares that you were able to see the see, unit. See the unit and have range from the fire support. From the fire, you don't have to see the whole unit. And then all the line of sight and all the books and cover are are based off the unit that started the firing to begin with. Right, who initiated the yeah, attack? Yep. And so it just adds these giant dice pools and wipes things off the board. It's really good. Uh, clones use it to their advantage with token sharing, so you build up a bunch of tokens. Then you get a giant, giant dice pool with 50 aims, lots of surges, and basically turn something into like a 15 or 16 hit. Just you can't deal with it. Cover can't deal with it. It just wipes things off the board. Uh, something to note with this is that it also does not, if when the fire supporting unit let's say, was going to panic and run away. It never activates, so it never goes through the rally step, so it can't panic and walk away. It'll lose one of its suppression at the end of the round as long as you don't have a weird condition going on or something like that. Uh, It saves it a turn. It gets all its dice into an attack pool. Uh, A couple other things to note is that if that unit that was fire supporting was engaged, it couldn't add its dice and fire support. There's some weird off shots with wrecks and stuff that you could but uh that unit couldn't do it and it has to be a ranged attack so those are a couple neat things about fire support fire support is very powerful uh you got mark threes in the rebels that if you want to use or mark twos so so let me ask you this jason let's
0: say i'm fire supporting with a mark two okay uh, let's say some rebel veterans are rolling four black dice, and I'm, I was going to fire support in with my Mark II, and it's rolling four black dice, and it has crit two on it.
1: The weapon itself does add its crit two keyword to it.
0: So that's something else to note. Yep. Not only do you benefit from the initial attacker's keywords, but also the keywords on the fire supporting unit, on the weapon itself that you're fire supporting with. So if you have Suppressive, if you have Crit 2... So
1: it, whatever that weapon has. Pierce, whatever. Not, not the card. So, like, let's say Leia was able to fire support in, okay? You don't get Leia's Sharpshooter 2 when she's firing. Correct. From, you don't get Leia's Surge to Crit, but you, get, you whatever. get her you get her, you get her Pierce 1. You get her Pierce 1 because her gun has Pierce 1 on.
0: So the challenge becomes... I know, speaking as a now Rebel player and a f- former Imperial... I feel like I'm a recovering Imperial. Um, The challenge is always how do I get those fire supporting units tokens, right? Because the only way that you can actually trigger and use a fire support action is if... The key to that is if you have a face-up order token on the unit that is going to fire support. So I know both Imperials and Rebels, um, like Rebel veterans, you have to take comms technicians... Uh, in the extra trooper slot, and then that allows you
1: to take You each... don't have to, but well, it helps. It, to... it, it
0: helps as far as um, managing your activations, right? So, so what you can do is you can take the comms tech and HQ uplink, and that way through the coordinate and placement trooper that it gets to do, you can issue an order to the Rebel Veteran unit, and then they can issue an order to the emplacement trooper. Or, if you're using HQ uplink, you can issue yourself the face-up
1: order token. And then it issues it to the Mark III. Now the Mark III can fire support, the veterans can recover, right? or the short troopers could recover, get that HQ uplink, and you can just keep fire supporting all day long. Clones, it's a whole lot easier. Their entire core have fire support.
0: Yeah, that's because it's a cheater
1: faction. It's not a cheater faction. Yep.
0: we've yeah. We've already... I think we've beat this horse so many times that They
1: didn't even make it to the finals. Next league I play I'm playing Republic.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: And I'm gonna to try to coordinate my time better so that maybe I can finish. Try not it. to
0: open a new store.
1: Well, things happen.
0: You know. Stuff like that. So that in a nutshell is Fire support. Fire support.
1: It's a very powerful keyword. If you have it on your card, it's worth some points. You need to make sure to use it. Um, I see a lot of people, they take those extra units and never once use the fire support. It, The points are there. It's so good to use with it. That I,
0: I'm going to be honest. Like it's, I haven't played Rebel Veterans a lot. I want to give them a chance. I just hate the fact that you're penalized with some of these emplacement troopers, with that cumbersome keyword. Because I know both the I guess mortar teams for the the shores and the Mark II medium blaster for the rebels. They both have cumbersome, so you can't move and shoot. So it's it's. We well, can't I don't know. move
1: anyway with fire support. So
0: no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general with that unit. Yeah, that unit's a hard unit to to play. You're you're usually either move, always. Stand by. Yeah, you're going to move standby or try and, and get into a position where you can use fire support. But then I feel like, okay, well, now I'm really kind of hamstringing myself because I'm using my core unit of Rebel Veterans just to make sure that I get a order token on this thing. Is it really worth all, going through all that to? What I want to do
1: is fire support. I w- you know, I don't own Imperial, but fire support with some... Mortar teams and some Bubba Fett. Bubble Fett's got some really strong keywords. He's got Arsenal 2, adding those three dice with that fire support suppressive. Plus, I think he searches to crit. Oh, doesn't seem bad. No, that's pretty I mean, good. his four dice are what hold him back, make him seven dice. But it's kind of a situational, you got to really set it up. So
0: It is. I think. I but think, it's fun to play. I think for any faction other than Gar... You have to set it up, and it's very situational. Yep. The other factions don't benefit from that keyword as much as GAR does.
1: Oh, GAR totally takes advantage of it.
0: So hopefully in the future maybe we'll see some other units that have that or other ways that you can do that easier, I guess. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what comes out in the future for fire support for non-GAR Units.
1: But we chose to cover that because you know there's a lot of new players coming in and they really struggle understanding what Fire Support does and yeah, how powerful it is. So I think
0: I mean I even think veteran players like myself, I I I probably don't utilize it to its best ability, and hmm. I think I just need to I think I just need to play around with it. You know, it's it's hard as a player because you get stuck with – like in league, I didn't want to change it up right in the middle of, you
1: mm-hmm. know, the – That's something you're not used to.
0: Right, yeah. You know, not without having – there's a lot of muscle memory in the list that I played um, for for the, I guess, I the mean, bracketed tournament part of our league. So
1: Instant salt if you fire support Brent and then he goes, what are you doing now? Oh, he just mm. – he salts my french fries. So that is fire support. I think I think we move on. We have a Wookiee spoiler that was spoiled on May the 4th. Uh, we do a podcast every other week, so we're just getting to this now. Uh, do you want to start us off with this uh, new awesome Wookiee? Uh, You're not, the Wookiee player. I'm
0: I'm not as... So I talked to a couple, a couple other Rebel players, and they seemed excited about this. Equippable upgrade for the the Wookiees. And you replace your Bowcaster Wookiee with it. It it is five points cheaper, and there's two sides to the card. So there's a defensive side and an offensive side. So on the defensive side, uh, the Battleshield Wookiee gains two black dice and melee. And you reduce your maximum speed by one. Kill. Bad. You gain armor one, so while defending, you can cancel up to one hit result.
1: Uh, not in this meta.
0: Um, so the offensive side is in melee, you get two red dice. That's good. And that's, that's it.
1: It, um, so At the start of your activation, you can either flip the card to its offensive side or defensive side. Right. And it's a May action, so you could be always in the offensive, or you could be always in the o- defensive, but Wookiee's moving at speed one in the defensive, you're, you're going to die fast. So the whole, the whole shtick like with Wookiee's
0: is to hide them and move them up the board as fast as you can so that you can engage. So if you decrease their speed by one... How does that help you fulfill that
1: mission? Okay, so you get Armor 1. I mean, you're going super high skill level. So a lot of the units, too, so you get Armor 1. Great. Maybe you get into melee, and then the next turn you flip the card over. Now you've got Armor 1. You're kind of in the mix of stuff, lots of stuff's around you, and you've now got extra defense to move between all the units and stay alive a little bit longer. You would think that's good. But then I think about all the Jedi that are out there, and I think about like all the other things that get like impact three on their melee weapons, and it's like, okay, so we got all these melee weapons that have impact on it. So now you're just making it so that you can turn whole bunches of stuffs into crits. So now you can't use your dodge tokens. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm on Brent's side on this one. Um, I think they could have done a better job with this i th- i think with the defensive shield maybe actually giving it shield 2 or something so so i get i get what they were trying to do and I, this has been my
0: complaint with wookies i mean wookies are great i love wookies i think they're probably one of the best units in the game in my opinion however they die really fast like they don't surge on defense So, if you're not rolling a shield, you're taking wounds. So, I get it. And they they have 12 health. That's a lot. I'm not saying it's not.
1: Yeah. Their defense is in their health.
0: So, I get... I I feel like they were trying to give the Wookiees a way to be... To have a chance at being defensive. But this isn't it. Like, giving them armor one and reducing their speed, that does not help them at all defensively. I don't think.
1: So, yeah, I... No, nah, it makes them a little bit nah, – I don't. I just don't like the speed one with you. I'm not too keen on the two red. I mean, if you need to save the 15 points for the bowcaster.
0: If you're running three sets of Wookiees. Yeah, three sets of
1: Wookiees. I mean, three sets of Wookiees is the same health as six sets of naked B1s. Just throwing that out there. Um, same health pool uh, if you're adding the extra heavy in there. Right. So that's a lot to chew through, a lot. A lot of people can't chew through that, but almost everybody's building lists to have to chew through that right now. So, Wookiees kind of lose their edge against that right now with that health pool. They're losing that edge because everybody's building these lists with heavy dice pools to combat the heavy amount of droid armies coming at them. Because you got to chew through so much health. The Wookiees had that advantage that you had this ton of health, like having six naked B1s coming at you in three units... Uh, but with everybody adding heavy dice pools to counter that, because uh, of the meta, I just—I don't know. I just—I know people are excited about it. Um, stay excited and definitely buy some stuff from me. But other than that, <laughs> I, I just—I—I
0: I mean, of uh, course, I'm probably gonna buy three because I'm like a completionist, right? So you're
1: gonna buy them because I'll you know what? Them. You're gonna—they're not gonna be available. They're gonna sell out. They're not gonna be available, and then all of a sudden, you're gonna figure out a way to use them. We're just not seeing it right now. I don't, I, I don't feel it either. I'm not super excited about this. I'm not excited like I was about the party bus. I'm not even a Rebel player. I own the Rebels. Uh, but I was excited. I was super excited about the party bus. Wait till we get to talk about Yoda.
0: I mean, okay, so you, you have tenacity on the Wookiees, right? So if they're wounded, you're getting a red die. So in the Bowcaster setup, it, as long as you have four Wookiees, including the Bowcaster... You're rolling eight black dice in melee and one red die. If you're wounded. If you're wounded. With the the shield Wookiee, you're rolling six black dice and three red dice. If you're wounded. If you're wounded. So, I mean, yeah, it's a slightly better... I don't think it's... I think it's the points.
1: I mean, honestly, the I only mean, reason I would take it is the points, but then you're losing bow bowcaster, and that's I, one to three. This with is Pierce One, a little chip okay, damage. Okay,
0: this is my best unit in my army. Why would I but you sacrifice don't, points on it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to spend points, yeah, but that this points. is the this is the where this is where I'm spending the points.
1: That's C3PO.
0: I'm not disagreeing with that. If you're running a list and you need C three PO, this yeah, is a way to do it.
1: I don't like the bowcaster that much either because who really wants to stick the bowcaster out to take a range three shot? You want to get those Wookiees delivered to melee.
0: Now you need you need you need that bowcaster because he has Pierce yeah.
1: with Gar. Pierce one on how what what's the range on Wookiees normal dice? Two. So I guess if you're in range two, getting that pierce one. Because you don't get the pierce on melee, so. Uh, You do if you spend a. If you have duelists go off, but, yeah. Yeah. But you don't get the bowcaster pierce. No, no,
0: unless you're shooting. So, I mean, he's a good way to. And you get
1: that impact, I guess, if you're going to get some is pierce and impact. I mean. I don't
0: know. I I just don't see us. Like, me as a player who's played Wookiees now for quite a while. I don't see a position where I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take the Bowcaster out, and I'm putting the Battle Shield Wookiee.
1: Okay, in. so let's say these wookies were this new Battle Shield Wookiee was 20 points instead of 26. How do you feel about that, then? I mean... That's 10 points a unit, 30 points. That's like almost a whole nother Rebel Trooper unit. I mean, when you get to that point level,
0: maybe that makes sense. Yeah. I just, I'm still not, I don't know. I if I'm if I'm at range two, I'm trying to get into melee. So
1: okay. I here here's the other scenario. Wookiees are coming out for Gar, okay? We've got the right. the points probably are balanced towards that. Who knows how this is. But um Wookiees are coming out for Gar. I'm gonna be super disappointed if they do not have like a little bucket that can carry Yoda. I'm just gonna be. There should be an extra little Wookiee in there that Yoda carrying bucket. Like da 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 And I, I think they should get scout like six and. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, why not?
0: The normal stuff that the Gar gets that no one else does. I bet those. I, I, mean, I bet that makes sense to Republic
1: me. Republic Wookies probably have armor and they roll red dice.
0: They probably roll. They're probably speed three, because speed two's too slow.
1: Speed three. With a new keyword that lets them make an extra speed two move at the end of their yeah, I mean yeah, that, that would, that would totally make yeah, sense. Yeah, that I, sense. Yeah, so
0: anyway, in recap of this, I just all hypothetical, by the way, yeah, just
1: me spitballing. I just really want to see a Wookie that carries Yoda. I
0: don't think that's gonna happen. You're dreaming. I just, I don't, I'm not jazz. I'm not as jazzed about this new Wookie. Upgrade is what other people are. That's just me.
1: Uh, I am excited to get Wookiees, though, for Gar. I, I don't know how you're going to fit them in, though. There's, th- I was looking at your points. They're like 300 points if you got three units of four with a bowcaster or something like that. And Unless they like, don't,
0: And they don't token share.
1: And they don't token share, and it's 300 points... So you're going to take, like,
0: three units of Wookiees and...
1: Three naked phase ones and a commander or Field commander? I don't know. (laughs) Like, seven activation lists? I don't know how they fit into... I I don't know. I I mean, they don't
0: token share, so...
1: uh, There's got to be some way they fit into I The cross-faction thing. I'm I'm just waiting to see.
0: (laughs) All will be revealed in time.
1: All will be revealed... No, nope, that's all I yeah. got. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Not very excited about it, but you might be excited. Maybe you're a smarter player than us. Uh, which which is, is entirely possible. Oh, <laughs> God. That's so easy to be a smarter player than us. Um, so, no. I think I, I want to move on to my last time I'm going to start us off. Moisture evaporators. But you're salty about that. I, it was the pinnacle. Dave, myself, great players. That game was just terrible because of moisture evaporators. It was not Dave. Dave's a very passive human being, in my opinion. Not not saying that's bad. I just he's, he's laid back. He's very. He laid doesn't back. get excited.
0: He doesn't get upset. Well, I think he
1: gets excited all the time. I think he just doesn't. Well, I get mean, ups- in a bad way. Yeah, you know what he I mean? doesn't get upset. He's he doesn't turn into Randy every time Randy rolls dice. He just he's just there. I'm gonna call Randy out on that. Yeah. Stop uh in the moral words of somebody else that was wise, if you do not like rolling dice and the outcome of dice, you should play checkers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I should probably be playing checkers then too. Yeah, we need to start a yeah. checker league
1: yeah, checker league. so anyway, moisture evaporators, um I don't like it. I just it just people have entire playbooks on how to play it. They think this is some deep strategy meta. To play, I hate these 20-point bid lists for it. I hate everything about it. So if I were going to go to a competitive thing, which I, I could probably do all right at a competitive thing. I'm by far not the best player, but I'm all right. And I'm not going to a competitive event that allows Moisture Evaporators. I'm done with Moisture Evaporators. I'm done watching Invader... So you're not, not going to play Gen Con? I, if Invader League, I've gotten to a point where if... The scenario is moisture evaporators. I will fast forward to the end of that video, and that's about as far as I'll watch it, just to see the outcome of who won, because the whole middle part's the same almost every time. There's not the the robust robust gameplay that I like out of Legion just isn't there with this objective, in my opinion. And I, I feel so strongly that either something needs to change with it, or we need to go to competitive events, need... A, some kind of, like, table, minimum table requirements uh, that are established before going to the event, and some kind of command cards that are going to be used in there. And then people build their list around the command cards that are allowed to be used. So, like, everybody gets the same 12 command cards, and let's see how good people are then. Like... I, yeah. But the whole point—the
0: whole point of Legion—and yeah. I'm gonna play devil's advocate you can here. Play
1: devil's advocate.
0: The whole point. Rip
1: up my moisture evaporator after I get off this podcast.
0: The whole point of this <laughs> is to build your army, and to have a point bid to gain an advantage over your opponent on what deployment scenario conditions are. Yeah, that's fine,
1: except for moisture evaporator. <laughs> it's just standby, standby. I'm, Stand by. So, I've seen some people pull out some wins. Very impressive. It comes down to like the last. You're rounds, saying red players, round right? Set, yeah, red players. Who, it, it's stacked against. It's completely stacked against. Well, like it's a hundred percent stacked against like red. Like there's got to be a bad dice roll or some mistakes were made, and then the red player wins. Okay, those are the two scenarios. Like the variance on the dice. So, hits ya. You, so it's not skill that. I don't know. It, anybody wants to argue? I play a lot of strategy games. I play a lot of like four x deep strategy games. I look at the strategy of moisture evaporators, and I think it's like playing Candyland. Yeah, I would agree that it's not necessarily the most. And I, I know strategic. I know other people are scenario. like, "Oh, it's so strategic." Eh, really? Yeah. So well, it's if it's can- so get, strategic, yeah. then.
0: If you have it in your deck, you be the red player, and I'll be the blue player. I should have taken it out of my deck. Oh. Yeah, you're the one who had those cards. I know.
1: I, was just, I don't know what I was thinking. I couldn't come up. I couldn't so play Mommy Run.
0: So you're the guy complaining about it, and you're the one who put it in your battle deck. I just i don't know. It's something needs to change about it. Like, I'm not disagreeing with like, that it, part of it. It but- just needs to change. I think part of it, too, is a red player, I don't know how you get into a situation where that is even a viable option, even if it comes up in the rotation.
1: Because you're not familiar with playing it because you're playing in a very healthy Legion meta that's not playing it a lot?
0: If you've played it once, you don't need to play it anymore to know that if you see that card come up, and you're the red player and you're the red player you, you need know. to flip that card over yeah, yeah. you need to use both of your vetoes yeah
1: but if it's in spot three uh. you,
0: you then you use you use your first veto to take out the first
1: if it's in spot three, you're playing moisture vaps
0: no you're not yeah' are. Yeah. No because if the blue player goes first and and they don't flip over that first card, your first veto as a red player is to flip that first card over. Then the blue player goes. Oh, I see what you're saying. If the blue player does flip that, okay. So yeah. if it's in spot okay. three, the blue yeah. player
1: is flipping the first card to get to moisture evaporators, and then yeah, if you don't right. flip right. it you're on right. the second right. turn, they're flipping Sorry. it again. They're, it's uh, always getting played. My yeah. brain was a little, yeah, I don't frazzled there on that one, but yes, you're right. We're getting if older. It's, if it's, it's this I is I the old
0: guy podcast, <laughs> this like is the I geriatric. look at some, of,
1: yeah, I look at some of these other podcasts that are happening. We are got to be the oldest group of. Podcasters, yeah,
0: we—that's well, okay. Man, I still up.
1: I, I refuse to grow up. I'm just not a fan of moisture evaporators. I get it. I, I, just, I understand. I just there's more fun games like the shootout you and Matt had with hostage. That was a real bat. Uh, we lost our entire armies. Yeah, like if I win a whole game
0: and I and only three miniatures
1: were off the board, I would be so disappointed in that game. Dave, who is more religious and a nicer person, like he's probably one of the most moral person people that we have playing in the store was ready to swear. That's. I don't believe that. No, that's what he said. I was just like, Oh, he's one of the most moral people that we've had at the store. Like I just, even him, I was like, so after, I, after he played it, what did he think? He hated no, it. Oh, he hated it. Yeah. I, I, there was, there was no love for I just three don't... minutes. We tried to get positions and shots and, but strategically, we can't lose anything.
0: Yeah, because if you,
1: if you lose a unit, you're done. Yeah, then, the okay, so red player gets a lucky shot off and kills a unit, a blue player, and now the the tides have turned, and now the blue player is the red player, and now you got to come at them and try to, oh, my God, I hate that scenario. I don't, I do not know. Competitively, I think it's too broken to be competitive. Like, it's just too broken competitive. It's not an even footing. It's almost... It's, it's not. It's, it's it's ranked at 80% win rate for the... Blue, blue player. Blue player. Easy. Statistically, 80% of the time, the blue player should win. It's not... That doesn't bring a fair competitive game to the table, and I just do not like that. I just... It's not my thing. I mean, whatever. I mean, you could have a really bad list with certain scenarios that you wouldn't have a chance again. Like... A lot of the lists I run run real slow things, and Bombing Run would be just detrimental to me, right? But it's not. I could build lists that could support Bombing Run, but I can't build an 800. I can't go, hey, let's play this 800 point game, and then no moisture evaporators is out there and go, I've got. A really hard matchup, nine times out of ten, where 80% of the time I should theoretically lose. Like, it's not, right. it's not, I don't know, statistically I don't like it. Um. So, atomic mass, if you can do something to fix moisture evaporators, there's a lot of smart people, smarter than Brent and I. Way smarter. Way smarter. Like, there's probably people in our league that could figure out something better than what it is. Fix moisture evaporators uh, and fix it the right way and do something. I don't know. Maybe just ban it from competitive play. I am fine with the ban hammer coming down on that thing. Like, I'm not usually okay with bans. Uh, but that that one, in competitive play, I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, we kind of touched on this topic a little bit, I think, last podcast or maybe the one before. I think in certain instances it makes – Gameplay more interesting if the scenarios and everything are predefined mm-hmm. by the tournament or or whatever. Now and then you want that board edge. So, and so then you want so yeah. So then the point the point bid would be for which side of the table you play. Point board
1: edge and first deployment. Right, like that that literally what I think you should fight for. I don't think because yeah. I know in
0: other games like I played War Machine and everything like that and it was random. That way. I mean, the scenario and everything was random, and what you bid for was
1: board side. Because you always have casual play, you can play what you want. Right. But you get into the competitive scene, I think you should be locked into trying to look at what things could be out there and build a list around that to see how good you really are. Right? What can you do with that? And I
0: think with the way that Atomic Mass is situated with the personnel that they have there.
1: Well, they got a strong crew.
0: They have a strong crew. They have a lot of miniatures background. They have a strong crew.
1: Then they got... Stronger. Stronger with the backup from the Fantasy Fly guys that joined the team. Plus
0: Privateer Press. They had some guys come over from Privateer Press.
1: That team is just strong.
0: And uh, I I think you're going to see some new scenarios come out. Um, It it might be a little while yet until they do that, but...
1: Well, you, you... 24 months. They've already, or 18 to right, 24 yeah. months. So every-
0: 2022 is probably the yeah. first you'll see them do anything. Yeah.
1: So we've got things coming out. I can't wait to see Yoda, though.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just thinking about Yoda. Mm. I really want to play that little guy.
0: He seems good.
1: He seems all right.
0: Let's see. What's the Empire get?
1: Callus? Callus, I like. Mm. Callus.
0: Callus. Let's see. Let's put get Calus the LAT. On a, Let's put. Callus on a scale against Yoda. Mm.
1: There's a big point difference. Mm. I don't know. That's
0: a whole nother podcast to go.
1: I don't know. I don't know what to fix. Empire. I mean, we just got units. The meta changed because of the health of armies. The effective health of clones is ridiculous. Okay. They might not be as many, but their effective
0: health—they're almost impossible to kill
1: droids their actual health ridiculous
0: you can kill them but you got to kill like 400
1: of them rebels can just bring some hodgepodge of something together that you're not ready for it's just they they've got a counter to everything they're I they're think very versatile they're very versatile so you know i just think the meta is at a changing point and then empire needs i don't know i think they they've put too heavy of an emphasis on suppression and everybody can deal with suppression too easily anymore and suppressive is not as powerful and you can't stack suppress suppressive. like if in my mind if you stacked suppressive that would probably oh, be broken broke the game completely broke so you can't do that uh but i don't i don't know what they need so empire We always keep coming back to this Empire.
0: Well, here's here's the thing. The meta is going to change. Why don't you guys reach
1: out to us, tell us your thoughts, and maybe we'll talk about it next podcast, and let us know what you think of Empire, and then we're going to go from there. Yeah, so
0: let's talk to all the Empire players. Let's see. There's me. There's Mike. Jeremy. Jeremy.
1: uh, And all the other people in the world. There was four people in the Vader League. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In the finals.
0: So, Empire players. Uh, rejoice.
1: Give us some info. Give I us mean, you info can put on put what you'd like to see. Somewhere, I I would hope. We got a Facebook. Go to our Facebook and put comments there. It's it's linked through Podbean.
0: I, I think the meta is going to change. It's going to shift again here as soon as we get these.
1: Oh, these transports. These transports and
0: everything. stuff. It's going to change the whole game again because you're going to be able to do things that you can't do today.
1: The stupid so. party bus. So then we'll
0: complain about something else because that's what we do. That's, that's are, our are human nature. Are we really nature.
1: complaining? Well, yeah, I am complaining. I was very excited about fire support and how awesome it was.
0: I was excited about the new Wookiee until I saw the Wookiee, and then now I'm not that excited. Speed,
1: that speed one thing is what it's, I don't it's, like. Why would you do that? I mean, I mean uh, yeah. Get, get, yeah. if you're going to reduce its speed, give it at least
0: shield two. Yeah. They're trying to make it defensive, and it's not. So,
1: How about this? If you're going to reduce it to speed one, take away armor, the Wookiees roll red dice now. Think about that. Oh, then, yeah, I don't know. That could be broken that way, too. Could be. I don't know. I don't do any playtesting. I don't have time. I'm opening a new store.
0: Yeah, we know.
1: So, anyway, with that,
0: this concludes our fifth episode of This Is The Way, a Star Wars Legion podcast. I'm Brent.
1: And this is Jason. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave us some feedback. Stay safe, everybody. Until next time.